0: Hello everybody, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. I saw on my Facebook page that, and that's why we drink, was doing a podcast blackout essentially, where they are muting themselves to amplify melanated voices and they're joining Wine and Crime and Initiative creators Cult45 in Podcast Blackout. I thought it was a great idea. I wanted to do it myself. So basically today, I am going to be reading the names of black Americans that have been murdered at the hands of police violence. I'm going to do my best to pronounce their names correctly, and then afterwards, I'm going to give you some resources and talk for a second about why I want you guys to join in with this. So here we go. Eric Garner, John Crawford III, Michael Brown, Zell Ford, Dante Parker, Michelle Kso, Laquan McDonald, George Mann, Tanisha Anderson, Akai Gurley, Tamir Rice, Romaine Brisbane, Jermaine Reed, Matthew Ajibade, Frank Smart, Natasha McKenna, Tony Robinson Anthony Hill Maya Hall Philip White Eric Harris Walter Scott William Chapman II Freddie Blue Alexia Christian Brendan Glenn Victor Manuel Larosa, Jonathan Sanders Joseph Mann Salvato Ellswood Sandra Bland Albert Joseph Davis Darius Stewart, Billy Ray Davis, Samuel Deboy, Ashams Farreau Manley, Felix Cumi, Keith Harrison McCloyd, Junior Prosper, Laminets Jones, Peterson Brown, Dominic Hutchinson, Anthony Ashford, Alonzo Smith, Tyree Crawford, India Kager, Levante Biggs, Michael Lee Marshall Hamar Clark Richard Perkins Nathaniel Harris Pickett Benny Lee Tignor Miguel Espinal Michael Noel Kevin Matthews Betty Jones Quintonia LeGrier Keith Childress Jr. Janet Wilson Randy Nelson Anthony Scott Wendell Celestine David Joseph Kellen Moore, Dizon Perkins, Christopher Davis, Marco Loud, Peter Gaines, Tori Robinson, Darius Robinson, Kevin Hicks, Mary Trujillo, DeMarcus Samir, Willie Tillman, Terrell Thomas, Seville Smith, Elton Sterling, Philando Castile, Terrence Critcher, Paul O'Neill, Alteria Woods, Jordan Edwards, Aaron Bailey, Renell Foster, Stephen Clark, Antoine Rose II, Botham Jean, Pamela Turner, Dominique Clayton, Atatania Jefferson, Christopher Whitfield, Christopher McCorvey, Eric Reason, Michael Lorenzo Dean, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd and a moment of silence for those who have been lost in these kinds of circumstances so a couple of quick notes I want to highlight one of these people in particular. Brianna Taylor. Reading from com, May 15th of 2020. As reported by the Washington Post, Louisville police officers shot Taylor, a 26-year-old EMT who aspired to be a nurse and had no criminal record at least eight times during an erroneous no-knock drug search warrant. The warrant not only didn't include the victim's name, but it was also issued for a home miles away that belonged to two men who were already in custody. The victim's family filed a lawsuit on April 27th accusing officers of a wrongful death, excessive force, and gross negligence. And they're seeking answers of why they were quick to fire more than 20 rounds of projectiles at civilian. In quotes, Not one person has talked to me. Not one person has explained anything to me says Tamika Palmer, Taylor's mother, who said to the Washington Post, I want justice for her. I want them to say her name. There's no reason Brianna should be dead at all. According to the lawsuit, the shooting started when police officers forcefully tried to enter the apartment and Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, a licensed gun owner, aimed and shot at the officers thinking burglars were trying to break into the residence. As of this writing, none of the officers involved in the shooting have been charged, but Walker was arrested and is facing charges of first-degree assault an attempted murder of a police officer, as reported by Refinery29. So let's say her name, Brianna Taylor, 26. She was a Black AMT, a hero. She was murdered by Louisville police when they raided her home looking for a suspect that was already in custody, and that did not even live there. And they shot her eight times in her sleep. So say her name, justice for Brianna Taylor. Here's a couple more notes. Some things that have stuck out to me, especially as a privileged white female living in a very rural location that has been fairly sheltered and fairly privileged throughout her life. So here's something that I saw. Tell your kid about Ruby Bridges, the first black child at an all-white public elementary school in Louisiana. She turned 65 this year. She is only 65 65. My parents are 10 years younger than her. That strikes me. As a social worker, I've been trying to find the right words to say and find the right action to take and to stop being silent myself. Something that struck me was a meme I saw on Facebook. It has a tree. And there are two children under the tree. The tree is tilted to the left. And there's an apple falling from it to the child. And on the other side, there's not many apples and nothing is falling for the child on the right. This picture is captioned with inequality. So unequal access to opportunities because the tree's tilted to the left. So the child on the left gets more opportunities to get an apple while the child on the right gets none. Then we go to the next slide, which is equality. Where we see that there are two ladders on both sides of the tree. And the child on the left side, where the tree is tilted more, can easily reach up and grab an apple to fill up their basket. While the child on the right, well, even with a ladder, still can't reach to get any apples. Let's go to the third slide, which is equity. We see that the child on the left is the same. They still are on the same size ladder, and they're picking an apple from the tree. We look to the right side, and we see that the child on the right now has a much taller ladder and is able to reach a few of the apples but because of the way the tree is tilted there's far less apples on the right side than there is on the left let's go to the final panel which is justice we see that the tree through the use of ropes and wood banisters has been pushed so that it is standing up completely straight so now apples grow evenly on both sides of the tree so that both children only need the same level ...of ladders to reach the same amount of apples in the tree. So let's review. Inequality is unequal access to opportunities. That was when the tree was tilted and only one child was able to even have a chance at grabbing apples. Then it was equality with a question mark. Where they both had a ladder, but because of the way the tree was tilted, they couldn't reach either. So it's evenly distributed tools and assistance, but yet we're still not fully there... Then we go to equity, where there's custom tools that identify and address inequality, but we had to give the others a larger ladder, and there's still not quite as many apples on the other side of the tree for this child. Then we go to justice, where our tree has been fixed, apples are evenly distributed, so we can give each other the same tools. Justice is fixing the system to offer equal access to both tools and opportunity. Just think about that. How does that strike you? Where are we at? Which slide are we on? Have we gotten to one slide and thought that it was okay? Or have we tried to go through all four slides and gotten ourselves to justice? So those were a few points I wanted to make. But I don't want to amplify my voice anymore. I want to amplify black voices. And I want to amplify people that are doing things to help. So one of my Facebook friends, he talked about a few examples of what you can do to start to help right now. Besides for just posting on social media, start to do something. So there was a clip attached of the president of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Sharon Ifill, discussing concrete policies her organization is working on to reduce police brutality. You can donate to support their work, and I will attach that link below. He goes on to talk about a few more. For example, local NAACP forum this week members that were there explaining ways our community could help them build power, organizing within the public school system, getting ready to have people simply show up to hearings in mass, voting, etc. If we just humbly listen to our black leaders in our communities, we'll find plenty of ways to help. Here in Hutch, we've had two peaceful protests. The first peaceful protest we had, we had black leaders in our community that were discussing things that they needed help with. It is striking to me to see people that are virtually unaffected by this, that are doing things to help. And I strive to be like them. And I hope that you do too. I'm also going to attach a few podcasts below that have black voices talking about ways to help, talking about how this affects them. Listen to them. A few more pointers on what I've been trying to do myself, donating to organizations that could use your help, There is an entire tab of anti-racism books online. But for example, I've looked at Amazon and Me and White Supremacy is only $3 on the Kindle. How to Be an Anti-Racist is $15 hardcover. Stamped from the Beginning, The Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America. $14 paperback. White Fragility, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism. It's $12. So if you guys have money to spend... And even if you don't, find access to resources to educate yourself. Warner Brothers is offering free rentals of Just Mercy, which encourages systemic racism education. That's on my list to watch. There's many ways for you to get involved to help to educate yourself. Please do so. It's important. And you'll be on the right side of history for doing so. Say their names.